Hello, and welcome to the Thrive Yoga and Wellness Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I am so excited to share today's episode. We will be diving into a little bit more of the philosophy, maybe even a bit of history, and tiptoeing perhaps into some mythology surrounding a yoga practice here in the West. Now, we are not experts by any shape of the imagination. We are yoga enthusiasts sharing the information that we have learned along our journey, and we hope that you find it entertaining and maybe even a little educational. Thank you so much for tuning in, and don't forget to subscribe to this channel. everybody. Jennifer Dixon here with Marin Malouf Plum with the Energy Center and Thrive Yoga and Wellness here to celebrate our last 90 day challenge. That's right. We've only got three more weeks, right? This one and then two more, right? Yes. Holy moly. What is everybody going to do on Wednesday when this is over? I don't know. We'll have to come up with a plan. We'll have to think of something we can talk about every week <laughs> to keep this growth and learning. I, I've had a lot of fun. I, yeah, I, I hope everybody too. listening and watching has had a lot of fun. We've learned about all the seven chakras and we started two weeks ago on the elements. We talked about earth and last week we talked about water yep with our friend jennifer edinger yes, that was awesome she's so much fun and she is she is super sweet from knowledgeable my yeah like yes. a font of knowledge yes we we explored the ayurvedic approach to the elements correct correct and we're talking we're bringing that into it too but we're also talking about it from an energy and earth medicine standpoint and from a yoga standpoint how you can balance and align your elements and chakras and the five elements are really all connected you want them all to be in balance but knowing how to balance each one specifically i think is also very helpful yes i agree so before we go in let's talk about the five elements mm -hmm. we covered earth two weeks ago water last week today we're going to cover fire. fire then we've got air and space or ether right with chinese medicine cup including wood and metal instead of what was it? Of uh, Earth. Well, instead of... Earth and space, right? Earth and space. No, Earth we are covering. Earth and air. 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 Yeah, air. <laughs> we'll get it right. So the thing that we were just talking about before we hit record on the, the phone, the camera, was that it's interesting how it's all interrelated. Whether, whether or not it's the Ayurvedic or the, the Earth medicine, the mm -hmm. Lakota medicine, or even the 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 yoga and chinese medicine all of them come back to these similar principles right. and similar similar characteristics and how they react or respond or make us up individually right any of the ancient text ancient healing is all about keeping your elements in alignment which modern western medicine doesn't recognize but we're seeing more integrative medicine now, which is exciting for me. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. Because I've always been integrative. I believe in both. And I think if you can do things through Ayurvedics, yoga, energy medicine to keep your elements in balance and understand how they harmonize not only the earth but you, healing and wellness is very likely going to be the forefront of your life. I agree. And that's the main thing about the last 90 day challenge is we're trying to start the in the year strong. That's right. So that the 2020, the new decade, right. we start out with a bang. We start out better than we started 2019. Right. We're 
putting the fire. We're stoking it. Yeah, we're stoking the fire. <laughs> and, and the fire element has is connected to the heart. Correct. And the small intestine. So if you think about the heart and fire being associated with that, it, it's associated with your digestion and the things that you eat. It's an, it's your inspiration, your joy, your passion, your creativity. So the more we have that spark of life, then the more we're drawn to these natural practices that help us, you know, earthing, yoga, Ayurvedics, whole life foods. And meditations. And meditation, yes. <laughs> to segue into Merritt's class tonight at mm -hmm. 745, we yes, will be meditating join me. on the fire element just a bit. Mm -hmm. And so something, because you talked about the fire element being part of your heart and the small intestines, mm -hmm. With Ayurveda, I learned that the action body part is the feet. Oh, Be interesting. Because the feet, when you happen upon fire, that's going to, your feet pick your d direction and, and how fast you move to or from it. And so I thought that those three things combined are kind of an interesting perspective because the heart and how you see things and feel things and how open it is, that can build your fire or take it away. And then, of course, you've got digestion, small intestine, with digestion and how smoothly things are going in that direction. And then you've got the feet. All of those help to manage those the energy that is fire. And something else that I thought was really cool is from the beginning of time, what was energy? Fire. Like, fire kept us warm. Fire fed us. Fire kept us safe. And what is fire now, thousands of years later? Like fire is how we get our electricity. Fire is how we have our, our heat, whether we have a fireplace or we just use electric. It's all, the energy is generated by that fire. Mm. It's all. I was I was thinking about fire a lot today because I love fire. I love the element. I love all of the elements, but fire is one of my favorites. And you know, I usually, when I'm doing medicine, I have a fire going. We can it's smell it. We have a few yeah. doors down. Yeah. Oh, Maren's oh, working. Oh, she got both <laughs> fires going today. Um, the fire for me energetically, when I'm slow or sluggish, it helps me get going mm -hmm. just to start a fire. Oh, so I'm very cool. connected to it that way. But I was thinking about how our, our fire element is in balance in terms of a campfire. Because if you think about... When you're at a party or a gathering and you have a nice fire, everyone's drawn to the yes. warmth. Everyone mm -hmm. is vibrant and excited and, you know, also in a relaxed sense around the fire. But if it's too big, like if our fire's too much, then we may have impulsivity, we may be angry, um, our emotions may not be, we may like be too forceful with our emotions. And if you're at a, at a party and the fire gets too big, too big you run away. Back. You use your feet, you use your feet. <laughs> to run away. That's so right. they're not drawn to the fire. So this is very, to me, very representative of how is our fire within in us? Is it too much? Is it too little? Is it because when the fire goes out, it turns to ash mm. and it's cold and there may be a too, few sparks, but it's not something you're drawn to. It's lifeless. And that represents that creative spark being out. And interesting that you say that when your fire is strong internally, your skin is glowing. Yeah. And and you might sweat a little bit, like in a in a yoga class, in a or healthy a, way. It, yeah, yeah, in a nice. And it's like you 
yeah, you might look a hot mess after a, a yoga class or but a hot yoga class, but your skin, flowing. it's just looks so vibrant to an, to a How point. How does my skin look? Your skin looks beautiful. Good. So my fire's... Yeah, your, okay. your fire's stoked. <laughs> but, but on the flip side, it's just like that dying fire when it's like gray and it doesn't draw mm-hmm. you. When your fire is dying internally, you can start to look ashen and gray mm-hmm. almost and cold. Mm-hmm. even and so I think it's all neat how it's both reflective of us personally in our emotions as well as our physical body and then you can see the manifestation in a physical sense too with the fire well and I was thinking about what Jennifer said last week too about how we need to exercise more in the in the winter mm-hmm. because in the summer it is fire is the season is summer, summer. Mm-hmm. and but we need to move more and do more vigorous yoga in the winter to keep our fires stoked. Oh. And then in the, I can't remember exactly how she put it, but she was saying that in the summertime we need more of the gentle, the chill out, chill mm-hmm. out poses, or we were using exercise as a whole, but I'm connecting it to yoga because we're a yoga practice. <laughs> so the yin, the restoratives in the summer and the more vigorous in the winter. And that for me, I, and we, we both were kind of blown away from uh, by that last week because I have a really, really, really hard time doing it when it's cold. I do too, I'm a bear. I, I, I have a tendency to do that too. Cause it's, I'm cold and when it's cold I hurt and I don't want to get out of bed because I know it's going to be cold. But then there's things that we can do that just means it's like a, a again, a physical manifestation of how our fire is mm-hmm. needing to be stoked. And so like for me yesterday, I was miserable. I couldn't get, I couldn't get warm because it was right. kind of damp and gray and cold. And so I, um, we made bone broth from the holiday mm, leftovers. Very smart. So I, I was down in some bone broth and slowly with, you know, layers on, I slowly started moving and things started feeling better. But in the summer, it's easy. You just jump up and you're you're warm. You're ready to go. Mm-hmm. But like Jennifer said, it's real easy to overdo it and over, overstoke the fire and get burned out. Where here we might have to work a little harder. But once you do, it feels great. And yeah. I was I was super strong yesterday. So this would be the perfect time, the winter semester of teacher training. Oh, good segue. Yeah, for everyone to do their yoga teacher training to keep their fire going through the winter. To get it stoked up. and Yeah, so then in the summer we can just cruise on into it. Yes. We have our next semester of teacher training starting on January 11th. And if you sign up before December 15th, you get a uh, 10% early bird discount, even with payment plans. So definitely be sure to check it out, thriveyogaandwellness.com forward slash yoga teacher training. And this year, which will be different than other years, we will offer the not just a 200 hour, we'll offer 300 hour component to it. So for folks that already have their 200 hour training, they can come in and join some, some new trainings. And Merit will be teaching part of that. What, which we will deal with meditations and, and breath and, work and which breath is a part of all of yoga yeah, but yeah and and living that prana that right. inward life we'll deepen that that study and speaking of breath there was a breath work that helped to build your fire yeah the bellow breath the bellows breath and it's a fun one like if you've done uh Bikram yoga at the end of yoga I think they call it kapalabhati skull shining breath you're basically up on your knees and sitting up straight and it's just your belly and you don't even think about the inhale but you just belly button to spine belly button to spine 
push out the exhale. It's this really forceful and exhale. And you do it like seven to ten times? Oh, man, in Bikram, you do it for, uh, oh, my God, I think like a hundred times. hundred and twenty. Yeah. But yeah. there's also one that you can do that's seven to ten breaths and then four slow breaths in meditation. Yeah, yeah. And it all helps to build the fire. fire. And trust me, if you do it, your belly will be hurting. It, it hurts because you're forcing that air out, and it's kind of like a core exercise. But, but it warms you. It does. It, it works on you. that triple warmer. It warms you, and it gets your heart going, and it gives you a lot of energy mm -hmm. if, if you need energy in the middle of the day. There are stories that talk about monks that go up into the Himalayan mountains in just mm. uh, a little, you know, like a little silk, I don't remember what it's called, and they can be dripping with sweat from their fire fire building breath work which oh, i think is really cool and i need to work on that personally as i'm freezing this time of year but um another really cool story honest i love i i love to read about the mythology behind especially the yoga practice there is a story in the mahabharata where the five brothers are there's there's five brothers arjuna is as the main main guy that's good good archer it's actually Eudistere who's the main guy he's the main king but they're out in banishment and they run across the god of fire Agni okay. and um, Agni doesn't feel so good he's got bad indigestion basically Which is connected to the fire element that's right that's is why I thought it was interesting and um, Arjuna and his brothers had to help Agni out um, because Agni needed to eat up a big forest. Uh, the cure for his indigestion was a big, huge fire, in essence. And the the storyline is they were trying to purify the earth because that lived with the people that lived within the earth, they were bad guys, basically demons. And so Arjuna helped Agni consume the fire, create this huge fire, and he stopped all these other deities from raining on it to stop the fire until the, the, the earth was purified, that one little that one little forest was eaten up by fire. And I thought that was interesting because he was indigestion. He wasn't feeling good. He needed to stoke the fire. So he created the fire because he was the fire god. And the, the heroes of the story had to keep the rain from coming until the fire had come in and completely, completely purified, purified everything. And you notice that with the earth, too, with when there's a big forest fire, you know, the next year it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It purifies the earth. Yep. And replenishes the earth same thing with our precious metals right mm -hmm. what purifies gold and silver they use hot fire, fire. Yeah. and it gets rid like but if you've watched it and i think it's really cool you can watch people working with gold and the impurities they literally bubble up mm -hmm. you know and it's and that's one of those things if we go into a yoga class for instance i was reading something on reddit yesterday and some guy was new to yoga and he was talking about how fit he was he was a runner and a climber and all this but he gets into a hot yoga class and he's like panting he's sweating everywhere like he he looks like he's about to die and he looks over and there's somebody that looks like they're barely even breathing like, like breathing hard you know and i thought that was a really good segue into the power of the purification of a yoga practice the that personal agni um, 
what it's not manifestation, but management. Mm -hmm. Because when I first started power yoga, especially those heated classes, I was just like that guy. I was, I mean, I would bring two and three things of sweat towels to catch my sweat. I would have to drink so much water because I was sweating everywhere. I was not the beautiful, fiery person that comes out of a, a yoga. I was looking like I would, it was rough. I'm sure I will too. <laughs> but now I can do a heated power class and I sweat. I mean, because of course it's a, it's right, 90 but it's a healthy hundred. sweat. But yeah, it's a, it's nothing like it used to be, but that right. took time. Right. And that took all of the other and crap learning, learning bubbling to out. breathe. Yep. And, you know, releasing the toxins. Yep. But it's which, managing that agni. Yep. Right. Yeah, burning it when it needs to and then calming it down mm-hmm. with different types of breath. And right. so I thought that was kind of is, all goes in with stories. Yeah. That is very interesting. Food for, sorry, took us oh, up. Yes. Food for so the fire. Bitters. Anything bitter. Uh, we're drinking ginger tea today. Super tasty. Which is great for the fire element, also for digestion. Warm drinks are good. Be- really cold drinks actually aren't good for your digestive fires because they... They kill the fire. They kill the fire. Mm-hmm. That's um, why in Ayurveda, they actually tell you not to drink cold beverages. You're mm-hmm. supposed to drink room temperature right. or lukewarm. Or warm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I love a hot tea, especially this yeah. time of year. Right. But it's not super hot. No, it's just yeah. warm. It's nice. And so... Great things that are bitter, uh, coffee, um, dark chocolates, uh, dark green kale, leafies. dark green leafies. Uh, there are so many more that I'm spacing out on now, but herbs like turmeric and the hot spicy peppers, the peppers, yes. anything. If you think about what, if you go to a like a Mexican restaurant, what makes you hot? The super spicy food, right? right? Like we've all had a spicy salsa or spicy topping, and then you're like. Right. <laughs> you know, and but it it's that's another physical Stuck manifestation the of the fire stoking. Yep, right. And the other thing I, I wanted to make sure that I mentioned was how fire is connected to the heart. Oh yeah, the heart fire, the organ. It's also very connected to the tongue in Chinese medicine and energy medicine. But for the heart, when you're having heart problems or you see someone who is overexerting their heart and their heart's not healthy, you'll notice that they sweat even when they're not exercising. So that's a, a sign of an imbalanced fire element. Interesting. And it, it does affect your heart. That's why it's so important that all of our elements are balanced and working properly be, through exercise, meditation, yoga, and through lifestyle, eating, meditating, because that keeps us healthy. That yeah. keeps our heart healthy. And the heart really is the central of everything. It pumps the blood through the veins. Which and is our life. And yeah. Yes. Yes. Interesting. And then yoga poses. Yoga poses, shoulder stretches, heart opening, yoga practices, more vigorous. Um, Heat building. Oh, ones. no. Actually, it, it was because summer. Summer is the, so it would be the slower ones with heart openers and the shoulder stretches, anything that has to do with the upper back and the neck to support this area. Opening it up, which is where I struggle, is opening up across the chest personally. And yeah, I know, right? My, I hear my grandmother saying, sit up straight. <laughs> Thanks, Granny. <Right. laughs> so uh, the, the thing that I wanted to talk about a little bit more was how fire went out of balance emotionally and interacting with humans you, you touched on it 
you can be overbearing. Mm -hmm. If it's too strong, you can kind of come in and be domineering. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, if it's not strong enough, you you end up being like sheepish, right? right. And like easily. No, I don't know. No. Yeah. You know, just... But there's things that you can do to to build it up because we want to tap into that that creativity, that that fierce energy that women have. That's a oh, very yeah. fiery. That's energy. true. And fierce, being fierce and fiery doesn't mean that you're aggressive. It means that you're assertive and you're interactive and you're inspiring and you're real. You're real. Something that I, that I read that I loved was it's easy for you to make a decision and go with it. Like when you're balanced. You, you when can, your fire energy When is. your fire element is balanced, it's like this is what we're doing and this is how we're going to do it. And right. I was like, yes! I love the fire element. Right. I I love. I can't stand when I can't make a decision. Like it bothers me. Like I told you, I was trying to decide about the computer, and I boogered about it all weekend, and I couldn't. And that's so unlike me, because I like to make a decision and go. Right. And I couldn't do that. Right. So. And it's one of the great ways that yoga helps, because when our chakras are aligned, then we have that clarity through our third eye, mm -hmm. and then we have that ability to make the decisions. But it's fed with the fire. Yep. And it all comes into balance with a regular practice. Right. And we're not talking like once in a blue moon practice. Like it's, it's coming back to your practice, whether it's in a truly physical form, more like what I do, or more of a meditative form, or even if it's breath work, or even um, chanting is a different type of practice. Chanting came up for me in my research. Yeah, chanting There's is awesome. chanting with all the elements and all the chakras. Chanting is just a, we need to do, we'll do one on chanting. We should, we, we should. This, that would be good. Finish your thought, I'm sorry. I forgot. But I, I went on this, the, the, the tantrum, the side thing about... About the decisiveness. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like being able to practice and those strong things. But the chanting, it brought up a good point. You don't you don't have to practice this hardcore, right. like tons of push-ups or whatever, physical practice to get the same benefits. A regular chanting and meditation practice, that's where, that's where I was going on, that can provide the same benefits. It's... Um, in fact, my teacher actually talks about how over time and at different stages in your life, your practice will probably look less like the fiery physical practice and more like a meditative chanting practice. Because guess what? If you do some of those chants that, that I'm taught, like in the yoga, whoo, you it's build some workout. lung capacity. It's a workout. Mm -hmm. and, and it does work your heart. Yeah. And I think it's important when we're young and as we age to have a balance of the physical and the and the spirit, you know, slower meditative things. And you're right, as we age, our practice may be more of a gentle flow, but it's still important that yep. we move. It's it's definitely and that's a good thing to, to talk about. When you have a regular practice, you start to notice what it is that you need. Right. And so you can and I've actually written a blog post about it do too much like hot yoga you can do too yes. much hot yoga you can do too much physical activity and what does that do especially as uh, as a, a woman or like a postpartum woman right. that taxes your system like your adrenals and it gets get your depleted. fire too your fires too 
too hot. hot. So what happens? You start to get burned. You start to get sunken and agitated, like angry for no reason. Angry, yes. And then you get overly excited. So sleep starts to go away, oh, which restless, makes things, yes. which makes things look even more sallow. So there is a a beauty in the self knowledge that comes with a daily interaction. This may sound cheesy with yourself, a daily practice, whether it is the meditation, the chanting, the physical practice, there's this beautiful balance that happens when it's like, I should probably move pushing myself a little more, or you know what? It's okay. I'm going to go easy today Mm -hmm. and being okay with whatever it is that happens. Because intuition is another huge thing for the fire element. People who, whose element of fire is, in balance are very intuitive but they also have that water imbalance too so they have the wisdom to not make the fire burn too bright they have the wisdom to not burn themselves out oh, that's beautiful so that there's a balance with those things which which talks a little bit about how the elements all interact yes so the fire unkept can do like you said make you agitated make you not be able to sleep make you angry but when it's in balance using the water You've got this beautiful ability to just know. Right. Oh, I Because like water and fire can oppose. Yeah. But they can also work together in, in balance and harmony. And maybe at the end of this these segments, we should do one with how all of these elements work together. Oh, that'd be Cause cool. Because when we get to ether, we'll be talking about consciousness and how to use our consciousness through yoga and meditation and Ayurveda and these practices that we use to keep ourselves whole. So maybe going into the new year, we can talk more about integrating and harmonizing. Ooh, I like that idea. Yeah. That, that brings up a good point, though, like how all of the elements are kind of related and balanced and sort of created. So fire is a uh, is kept, what was it, like ether and air. Fire needs air, and it's inside of space. Without air, there is no fire. So it's... That whole interaction. The whole and how journey they balance. of, of balancing those. Yes, we should definitely do that. I like that. Good thoughts. Okay, so so we talked about foods. We talked about poses. We talked about the energetic components. Um, and we talked about how to build it up with that. Build it up. Vastriki, um, we the didn't call it Vastriki, breathing. Bellows Breath. And um, eat, using the foods, the hot warming foods right. to help warm you up and how important it is. That even though it isn't a fire season, here we are in the winter time, it's still important to get out there and build your fire. Build our fire through the vigorous yoga practices. Correct, correct. And that's how we're going to get super strong and super, uh, I guess, prepped and ready for the summer. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then how a balanced fire equals balanced elimination. Yes. And balanced emotions and human interactivity i would imagine the sweating in a healthy way from the fire versus too much fire and we're just sitting there sweating yeah yeah oh that's that's very true and i loved how you talked about how the water helps contain it you know what i mean because it's like it what do firefighters out in the the wild fires they if there's something on fire, if it's really big, they're not just going to go in and put water in the center of it necessarily. They're going to make a big path where hmm. the water can't jump over the path or they can make, not the water, the fire. They make the fire paths, you know, where it can't jump over six, eight feet. And sometimes they cover it with water on the perimeter so it doesn't grow. I love how fire is checked by the water and you need the yes. water, like we talked about last, last week, like you said, to help get you into the knowing. 
Right, and I'm, if I may ch- chase a squirrel for a moment. Go for it. I love squirrels. It's interesting when you think of some of the things going on in the world and how out of balance we are as a society with our fire element. It's when true. you think about the wildfires, when you think of some of the anger and agitation when it, when it comes to political matters that that's happening now it may all, always be there but it seems very prevalent right now it's true and it's I, true. I feel like that is connected to our fire element outside of us what we that's see outside true. of us very, very true and that's kind of the glorified thing now we all brag about how busy we are oh like yes. it's this it's this badge of honor for moms to have their kids in five thousand different activities and you know, rode hard and put up wet yes, instead it of, it it's, it's not, you know, there's this, there's a glorious piece that comes with giving yourself a break. Yes. And even if that break is just an hour a day, which is my goal, or if you're lucky a full day a week, you know, mm-hmm. and it, I feel like, and I need to, I should have, this is a good rabbit trail. I need to do some more research, but I wonder if it is the same in the more laid back countries. You know, like in the U.S., we pride ourselves on never resting. But in European countries, they have, what is it, like a month, six, six, uh, six weeks of vacation every single year. Do they have the same burnout that we have? I don't know. I'm well, I, I know for the Eastern cultures, because I study the health and wellness in, in some of those cultures, that they don't have the stomach and and. and the digestive issues that Americans have and I believe that that is because they are based on this energy system that keeps our chakras meridians and elements in alignment and like I said Western medicine is just now even allowing that to come in mm-hmm. and so we have more and more hospitals everywhere like they're tearing down cities and putting more hospitals and we have more sick people than Never. we've ever had yeah and I believe that if we can bring all these elements back into medicine for ourselves, we will be much healthier, happier, more peaceful. I agree. I totally. And it, and that can go on so many deep, like other rabbit holes when you're you're talking about even something as easy or simple as the American diet and how it's changed in the last 50, 75 years. The things that my grandmother would never touch because it, you know, you eat that, it's going to go straight to your hips. And now it's like we're told to eat, what is it, six to 12 things of, of bread or grains a day. Those are things my grandmother... Who told us that? That's the, the food pyramid, six to 12 oh, yeah. on the bottom. And that's been the... the I thought thing. you meant loaves. Oh, oh yeah. No, lo- oh, that would be awesome. No. But like having that many servings, you know, it's like basically the opposite of what my grandparents grew up eating, you know, right. and it was just what what they could get not well, all this process yeah right? and my my grandparents stuck my family's Lebanese and they stuck to that Mediterranean diet my grandparents very closely my father closer than I I love southern food and so what I'm reflecting on is why did I go away from that my roots on that because that is you know healthy olive oils and you know the grains and the greens and the olives and all the mediterranean diet is one of the the healthiest ones yep yeah the healthiest ones and that's what i was raised on so i've been thinking how do i get back into that routine because it was easy for them but for some reason if i'm going to cook a lebanese meal it seems like this big ordeal i'm going to (laughs) do 
And then she has to call me. <laughs> Only for the hummus. For the hummus. But, but it is an interesting uh, squirrel that you chase down that the fire element does seem to be so out of balance, especially here and in different places, uh, in different places in the world. Well, in and, other areas, we have the water, the tsunamis. Oh, yeah. So if you think about as within, so without, as above, so below then the the more we can align to these things, the more that will ripple out. But again, we only can do ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And the more the more the better we work on ourselves, it just will have this impact. It's yes. just like it's just like a yoga practice. I mean, really and truly is you go into a yoga studio for the first time and something connects with you. Whether it is the connection that you made with yourself, the the practice, something connects and then the next thing you know your friends are not learning about the yoga practice and your friends are going to start coming to yoga. And if they don't, then you start being better friends with the yoga people. And it's just, it kind of grows out because there's, there's something magical with the balance that comes with a good regular. Well, and community and, mm-hmm. and connecting with like-minded others. I, that's what I love about Thrive Yoga is that we all learn and grow from one another. And we're all very different. We're, we're not, all very different. We're not the same politically. We're not the same diet. We have some keto people, some vegans. We have it all, but we're all coming together and balancing our fires with the practice. And, and learning from each other. Yeah. And, and that, that love and, and tolerance grows. Yeah, it is beautiful. And we would love to have you there with us. For sure. If you're in the Chattanooga area, definitely find us. We're located at 7633 East Brainerd Road. And we also have this fabulous YouTube channel. So make sure that you like and subscribe to this channel. There's a little button right down there. Go ahead and click subscribe here where you will get to have access to these wonderful weekly conversations between Merit, myself, and some other visitors as we bring them on. You'll have fire building practices. We'll have tutorials. We'll have some more gentle practices. And every now and then we'll do some reviews of some cool products. Actually, we'll be doing an Ayurvedic review. You remember the oils that Jennifer talked about? About last oh, week. did you get some? I did. I got the morning and the evening. I, I've been using the morning one for a while. I got the evening one, and last night I put it on myself and my kids. It's awesome. Do we have the Konza ones at the studio? We do, and I, I've been using my Konza one. It feels so I amazing. I love using a Konza one. So we'll, we'll t- maybe we'll talk about one of those on, yeah. on one of these days. So make sure you like and subscribe to this channel, and check us out at thriveyogaandwellness.com. And if you would like to practice with me personally, you can go to Thrive Online, part of Thrive Yoga and Wellness, thriveyogaandwellness.com forward slash thrive dash online and you can find lots and lots of practices and you get to practice with me every single week and merit also offers distance practices distance practices energy healing sessions and my website is hard to say because the energy center is spelled cntr so i'll pop paste a link down to the bottom so you can check out our website We would love to have you practice with us at both places. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in. We can't wait to see you till next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Namaste. (laughs) That's good. I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed that talk. Oh, and it was good about